Hi, and welcome to the Online Notification Pod, a weekly podcast about online and digital, created by Zuma. I'm Doug Bolton, I'm a content creator at Zuma, and today I'm joined by Sara Britz. She's the CEO and editor-in-chief of Factum, which is Sweden's leading street paper. If you live in Sweden, you probably know about Factum already. If you live somewhere else, then you might have come across The Big Issue, or another type of street paper that is sold in your country. The idea with a street paper is the same all over the world, really. Uh, The idea is that Factum produces the magazine every single month, then the sellers buy copies with their own money, and then they go out onto the street and sell their magazines for a profit. Lots of the people who sell Factum are either homeless or living in poverty, dealing with long-term unemployment or addiction or other kinds of social exclusion. So what Factum provides really is a way for them to make an income, most importantly, and also to start building up some structure in their lives. Even apart from all that, it's also a really good magazine. Over the years, it's won lots of awards, including several Guldspada, that's Swedish for golden spades, which you can kind of see as like an Oscars, except for uh, Swedish investigative journalism. In my conversation with Sara, we spoke about Factum's unique business model, first of all, also some of the prejudices and challenges that are faced by the people who sell it, as well as the difficulties of building an online audience without drawing too much attention away from the physical magazine, which at the end of the day is the most important product for Factum. Factum's a fantastic company that does some really important work, so it was great that Sarah could join me for this episode. Let's get started. Hello, Sarah Britz, and welcome to the Online Education Pod. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm not bad at all. Um, you are the VD, or VD, that was a bit swinglish, wasn't it? The CEO and the editor-in-chief of uh, Factum, which That's correct, yeah. is, uh, I think we could say, Sweden's leading street newspaper. So maybe just to start off with, you could tell a bit about what Factum is and what you do. And, uh, and what street paper, street newspapers as well for, for people sure. who don't know. Uh, Faktum is, the, yeah, as you said, the Swedish, the largest um, street paper in Sweden. But uh, street papers exist all over the world. And we are a community now on hundreds of street papers around the world in all, all big countries and continents. And basically, uh, it's the same business model everywhere. And that is that we do a paper and we are... Is sales on the street of poor homeless people and uh, they buy it from us for um, an amount in Sweden it's uh, 40 Swedish crowns and sell it for the double price and then they keep 40 Swedish crowns so they keep the difference and I think the first uh, street paper was established in New York in uh, 94 or 91 I think and the street paper everybody knows about, I think, is uh, uh, the big issue in London. Everybody has seen the London one. And big issue exists uh, also in uh, Australia, Japan, uh, South Africa. And Factum was established in, here in Gothenburg uh, 2001. So we've been on the street for over 20 years. And every year, we, uh, I think the, we are approximately 300 vendors 
on the street in one years one year and the the picture on the street have changed uh, since uh, Factum started when they started it was a lot of rough sleepers in Gothenburg and um, it was the I have to say the the picture of a homeless man sleeping on a bench eating soup on a soup uh, cafe or something but both homelessness and poverty have changed since that so now we have a lot of uh, member f- members from other countries uh, poor eu migrants from especially uh, romania bulgaria serbia and uh, but we don't uh, care about where you come from uh, we care about giving people the opportunity to create an income and create a situation uh, to create themselves a better life it's it's help it's a, it's a hand up instead of, instead of a hand out as i say in yeah. london it's a help to self help exactly and you mentioned mm. that last time we spoke that you know sometimes people have uh, misconceptions about factum and, and similar organizations and it's kind of a charity but i mean the people who sell factum buy it with their own money and then they go on and sell it you know there's kind of like any other business i guess yeah. really i don't i don't know the, the english word for us but in sweden if i translate it direct, directly from sweden swedish is uh, risk capitalists yeah <laughs> they are exactly. they have the their english. own money so so uh, they have to plan their selling on the street they have to plan their day they have to take care of the paper and they have to also before they get their uh, id the factum ID, they have to to write under a agreement, a code of conduct on the street because they're representing the factum and our organization. So we don't do charity. Uh, this is a business, both for the vendors and for us. Uh, we are, uh, our economy is, is based on support from companies and uh, from the selling of the streets and ads. So we don't have any contribution from from Gothenburg city or, or any other city or the state of Sweden so we stand for ourselves and had to be independent to 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 drive our uh, independent journalism as well and you said there's a uh, 300 around 300 sellers in Sweden at the moment where are they based is it across the whole country or no more in... no uh, there is another street paper in in Stockholm situation Stockholm Okay. And uh, we have this code of conduct. You don't take another, you don't sell uh, the street paper if there already exists a street paper in this uh, geographic spot. So uh, we have uh, Karlstad and Värmland and we have Västergötaland, Gothenburg and down at Halland and Skåne and Småland, Växjö, Kristianstad, Malmö. And our office, we have offices in 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 Gothenburg in Karlstad Helsingborg and Malmö where we have employed uh, people that sell the the paper to the to the vendors in the other city we have uh, cooperation with other organizations that sell the papers for us and have an amount of of distributions costs we pay them so it's a lot of cooperation with other organizations as well but uh, we are very independent we have to be we don't belong to another organization even if we, if we try to to work for the same goal that poor people should have a, a situation that they can change their lives yeah yeah and uh, you mentioned before how um kind of the type of homelessness and, and poverty has changed over the years and 
you know, it's a big different kind of people selling now as it, as it was when you started. But, um, I was just thinking, you know, whenever you turn on the news now, it's inflation and the cost of living and energy prices and stuff, which, you know, is creating issues for everyone really, but for the people who sell Factum, is it, what kind of impact is that having on them? It's a great impact because it's, it's more difficult to sell the paper on the streets. And that's the the main reason for being, being a vendor. And uh, so during the pandemic, we saw uh, also a change of, of, of the activity on the streets and a decline on, in, in the sales. But the pandemic, we, we, we knew that it could be one day it was over. <laughs> And we also knew that uh, one part of the the buyers in the street they did get, they did get a better economy because they didn't couldn't travel and they couldn't go on fancy restaurants. So, but now the the high inflation affects all of us, and we don't don't know when it ends when it ends. So, it's a pretty tough situation uh, for all of the vendors, I could say, uh, and we don't know how it will be in. July or September or the end of 23. So it's a bit scary, but as the, as the vendors always say, everything will be all right. <laughs> they are tough people and they, they've been through crisis before. It's mostly we who, who are, I, I, can't, I can't say that you, they are comforting us, but they are, they, can, they are cool. They know they are survivors. I mean, they are the most brave people I know. Being a seller on the street selling something when when homelessness and poverty is a big stigma. I mean, it's people you would just have to admire them. Speaking of the sellers, uh, you, you know, I'm sure people listening will have bought copies and, you know, seen Factum sellers. And often it's the same person in the same place. Whenever I go to the office in Zoom, I always walk past. It's the same guy in the station in Gothenburg. Um, how does that work with like getting your pitch? Is that kind mm. of assigned by Factum? Or? Yeah, when the when the vendors get their uh, Factum ID, they get the spot, and they they own the spot. I mean, they don't own the place, but they have the spot. They have to take care, of, and they have this come the conductor who take care of the spot. But they can also switch places to when one seller is. Uh, sick or not active for a while then we try to 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 put another vendor there so the people always know that this is a place where where you can buy factum many many of the vendors do have a, a small community based in a small community they have their own customers they are part of the society in a way in the middle of the big cities in malmo and gothenburg it's not in the same way it's difficult or to, it's more difficult to to sell factum. I mean, in the in Nordstan, for for example, the stress and people just walk by. They are people are going from one point one to point B, and they don't have time to stop and buy. But uh, in Allingsås, maybe they know the vendor, they can talk to him and or her, and they have a relationship. Yeah, exactly. I um I was on Factum's website. You have a lot of you know profiles of sellers and kind of their stories and their backgrounds and stuff and a lot of them talk about you know they have their circle of customers and it's kind of the social side and you know people come to them kind of like uh, they would go to a therapist you know they like <laughs> talk things over and they kind of become this like, like, like the hairdresser <laughs> yeah a little bit yeah yeah you mentioned before um uh, the stigma around homelessness and is there 
Are there any other kind of misconceptions about either factum or just kind of homelessness and people who are homeless in general that, you know, factum obviously works with a lot of um, yeah, I mean, education, common, you know, public opinion and stuff. So. I think most uh, the most common uh, misconception about factum and the vendors, I talked to the vendors last week about this, is that they people they don't know that they buy the paper to sell it to on the street they think they get it for free and uh, i had a <laughs> it's not funny but the vendor laughed about it he was standing outside a store selling factum and he had a cup of cup of coffee in his hand at the same time and a person passed him and and put some money in his coffee in his <laughs> in his cup and, and for him it was oh well I have uh, my, my my money was washed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now clean money, but uh, at the same time, the ironical they, they they don't want to be be taken for beggars. No, no. They, they, in their eyes, they work. They have a work. They have a mission. They represent. They are representative for for factum. So, uh, and they are very proud that they buy the paper and can't give it back to us. They have to pl- plan this. this it's their working time. They get here, say hello, have a coffee, cup of coffee, coffee on the office, and they take their magazine and go out and work to their work. So, I think that's one misconception. Other misconception, I think, is that uh, you have to be a drug addict or that you have to be homeless. You don't have to be homeless to sell factum. We don't care about the why you need to do it or want to do it. We have, I mean, we have sellers in in. I think I'm thinking one one seller in Malmo. Uh, it's a lady. She I've lived a very very tough life and have no family and is totally alone. And she started to sell factum four years ago, just because because she wanted to get out and talk to people. So she has her spot and sits there in her wheelchair wheelchair four hours a day, and she made a lot of friends. And she said it saved her life. She tried. She had, she had committed two, two or three times, tried to commit suicide because of depression and and the loneliness. And factum gave her a life back. She says now it's not about not about money. Or the social aspect surprised me when I started to work at factum in two thousand fifteen, because we always say this is not a social institution. We don't take care of people. Uh, there are other organizations that do that much better than we do with food and clothes and, and, and charity. We we are a selling organization. But the social aspect is more than I thought. I was wondering, I mean, obviously this podcast is, uh, we usually talk about different kinds of topics than what we're talking about now. We talk about, you know, uh, business to business marketing and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so obviously I need to get something like that in. Um, but I think it's worth taking up because, um, like I said before, Factum has a website and you know you have you have um you know these these interviews and so on with the vendors and um also you know older articles from the from the newspaper but how do you kind of balance as an editor i suppose you know Mm. trying to you know get that audience online when really it's like the, the the actual physical newspaper that's that's really the important thing you know that's kind of the other challenge than other newspaper editors you know that they have they they know that it's going to be online in the future, but they still have to deal with their, you know printing their physical newspaper every day. It's very difficult, and we talked we talked we talked a lot about it, and we're still talking about it. And I don't have a clear answer, but uh, 
two years ago, three years ago, we had this strict rule that we don't publish editorial content on the website or on social media before the actual uh, issue of the uh, factor was sold out on the street because we thought that uh, we took money from the vendor and gave, gave it away for free. But now we are... We are changing that attitude because we don't think that the, we think that the reach out, uh, the, the winning of reaching out earlier with our journalism, and and making a buzz of the journal, journalism and the content, is is more valuable uh, for the vendor. I don't think they are losing uh, anything, any any money or or anything when we do that. We, instead, I think the contrary. We we can we can um, gain both Factum and the vendor from, from it, that we are uh, more visible with our uh, what we do. Uh, and we have a lot of investigating journalism and we have won prizes for it and been no- nominated in different uh, competition. And I think it's uh, we could do that better to reach out, to, to show the audience what we do, because the people who buy Factum, I think, they buy, buy it for different reasons. And we... We think that uh, most people buy it because they want to think it's charity. They want to uh, support the vendors, support the sellers doing good in society. Uh, but I think we have a, a blind spot when it comes to, to show uh, the importance of the journalism we're doing. It's a very important journalism that nobody else does. Nobody is not covered in the in the ordinary uh, newspapers or in other in radio tv so so we have to do that much better but it's also a a, a question of our of money of, of resources we don't have that bandwidth yet <laughs> no no exactly but if we are two two or three po- people more we are just three journalists working with with the content so yeah exactly mm. It sounds kind of like you use the internet and your social media and stuff as more mm-hmm. like a tool to, you know, create the kind of buzz and attention that then leads to buying the physical. Buying paper, yeah. yeah. And also, as you we spoke about earlier, that changed the the the, the attitude to poor poor people or homeless people that work against prejudices and work against the 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 fear addressing a vendor <laughs> but it's a big step just uh, going going to a vendor and buy a paper we know that the people are oof, a bit shy maybe afraid what's coming up maybe people the, the vendor is drunk or behave in a way that affects people negatively but uh, we try to do that as well these stories about their lives are very valuable you know yeah. that yeah you mentioned something last time we spoke and um we kind of have a thing at Zuma, where we say, you know, our kind of long-term goal is to become obsolete because, you know, when all companies are super good at the internet, then Zuma won't need to exist anymore. And then that would yeah. be great. But And it's kind of a similar thing at Factum, right? You know, if right, there's suddenly no poverty in the world, then Factum wouldn't exist. Yeah, but the same like, goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Factum yeah. wouldn't exist, but, you know, I suppose that would be not so bad, really, in the in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. I, I would be glad to close down the, the whole business. <laughs> <laughs> and fire myself and say, okay, <laughs> we're going up. But uh, I think when you, when you speak of homelessness today, every, you, can, you can't see the homeless people today. Um, 
I mean, it's 600 homeless children in, in Gothenburg. You don't see them. And it's hardly, it's not, hardly not a, a political question as well. And I don't think people know about it. And um, the, the group of homeless people who are um, increasing is, is uh, mother and children uh, who live not legally in Sweden, but they, are, they do have the right to be here. Because they don't, they are coming as refugee came as refugees five years ago, but they are poor and not educated, and they have no money, and they can't afford living. So when you speak about homelessness, it's social homelessness and structural homelessness, and structural homelessness is where people don't have the money to to live anywhere, and this this group is 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 growing. Mm. Yeah, it's like you said. I think people think of a homeless person. They think maybe of a older man probably in a sleeping bag you know lying like sleeping actually on the street and that's certainly when i lived in gothenburg not such a common sight but that doesn't mean yeah. it doesn't exist it is it's very common in england and the uk in uk and in and us and us i don't know if you talk about it that way in england but uh, in us you talk about white man eating pictures they use a white man in beard eating uh, in a soup kitchen is the, is the most common picture you have of a homeless man. But in Gothenburg, there are women with children who are homeless in the suburbs and we don't see them. So it's, it's a problem just that you don't see them, don't talk about them. They are completely invisible. Uh, so I, I refuse to publish white man eating pictures, in fact, <laughs> <laughs> because it's, uh, we have to, to work about because if you don't see the problem, you can't do anything about it. Yeah. So now um, at the start of, it's just the start of 2023 now, um, what has, uh, do you have going on at Factum at the moment, you know, over the next uh, year or so? Because it's not just the, the physical mm -hmm. newspaper that you produce, obviously. No, uh, we've seen um, when it comes to selling uh, last year that um, the paper, just paper, uh, decline a bit but we do sell a lot of uh, the calendar and we sell it still for a couple of years it's very beautiful and we have um, um, it hangs on several restaurants and so uh, and you can buy it there but we also have this uh, I don't know the English word for cellscope spiel uh, like a board game yeah and it's very funny I, I talked to Christian after distribution just a an hour ago and he said he's been selling 200 of the games today and it's a very funny thing because we had we have a pod that is called factum fråga factum asks and there the question comes from the vendor themselves and it's high and low it's very uncensored and very funny questions and the, in the pod we ask famous people about uh, we ask famous people uh, these questions and this game is the same questions and you can there are no rules. It's just quest funny questions, and you can you can play it with someone you like or dislike. It's, it's, we, we tested it in in a, in a party we had at, at the office. It's very uh, you get um, discussion you've never been in before. So um, I think we can sell that together with the paper. Big interest on the street for that, uh, and for our bags are. Or bag suits, so the owner say everything's gonna be all right. So we try to produce this, uh, what do we say, co-products for the paper, and then we sell it together with the paper, and then we can we can 
reassure that the vendor gets their incomes income from the street. And um, so we try to be creative with these co-products and we still hope that the, the, the paper will sell on the street, that people will see that our business model is very good because it helps people activate themselves, be socialized and also get an income and get the self-confidence, which is the most important thing to, to change your life is that you believe in yourself. Great. Well, thank you, Sarah, for joining today. It was um, good to speak to you. And I guess anyone who's listening should uh, buy a copy of Factum next time they see it on the street. I really hope so. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Online Invocation Pod. If you enjoyed it, then subscribe. You can do that either right here where you're listening now, whether that's on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Alternatively, you can also go to zuma.agency slash podcast. There we have a blog for the entire podcast. We publish a new article every time we have a new episode, along with a full transcription of the whole discussion and a bit more information on our guests and the episode in general. Thanks again for listening, and thanks especially to Sara for guesting this episode.